Hello humans, hello humans. Still the 21st of June, longest day of the year, the solstice, which really means um, stand still. And so for three days, the effect is the 21st. It's actually uh, late in the 20th through the 21st, second into the 23rd. Uh, the sun appears to stand still in the same position in the sky and set in the same place. This is also marks the um, northernmost uh, point of its setting. And from this point on until December um, 21, we're in a slowly decreasing uh, day length and uh, a slowly incrementing more southerly uh, setting. And this is a <clears throat> this is a key time. Actually, this is weird astrology too. There's all of these um, from Vedic astrology, okay? Uh, but there's all these alignments that are uh, very interesting over these next um, few months. the The data sets I've been getting are showing that um, okay. So we did have the near term peak of the big ugly on the day of the Trump arraignment. Um, on the 13th and then it's sort of as forecast uh, dropped down and now we're in a steady state of um, tension relative to that as other stuff occurs so uh, we're going into a period now where we'll have many many weeks of this where there will be mm, kind of like piling on little bits of stuff piling on here piling on there that sort of thing right and we'll get a um generalized, slow, not necessarily gradual, but um, uh, incremental, uh, up in fits and starts kind of thing of uh, building tension. And the, um, the building tension is showing as uh, uh, escalating in August, which I think will probably be more disclosure, space alien kind of crap. Uh, mostly from the government, maybe it'll be reverse engineering things and so on, right? And then um, into September, okay, so from like September 15th or so, it's really into the third week, but it, it starts a little earlier than that. So from the third week of September all the way through the first week of November, uh, we're going to be in the um, real shitter uh, with currencies and banks and um, uh, failing banks and uh, central banks getting all in a tizzy about stuff and uh, conflicting orders, uh, you know, like um, uh, conflicting uh, policy approaches, uh, banking fighting with government, government fighting with banking, all of this kind of stuff is going to go on from last week in August but it'll really escalate, as I say, from about the third week in September and then dominate all of um, uh, the last week of September, all of October, and um, uh, the first week in November. And then it'll ease off a bit because we will have peaked at a, um, at a level that will produce some uh, response. Uh, while not a resolution... Uh, it's going to hold things in abeyance, all right? So it might be kind of like a kick the can down the road kind of thing. This is not relating to uh, government spending per se, although there will be all of, all kinds of stuff relating to that within our mix. Government spending per se is not dominating 
uh, are financial problems. It's actually the failure of the uh, central bank empire globally uh, through um, October that's going to be causing the problems. And it may be that this is, um, but by November we reject the international um, uh, central bank digital currency. Uh, it may be that they roll it out at that point. There will be some kind of a uh, dramatic, uh, visible uh, release episode for emotions that's going to hit us in that uh, uh, last week in October, first week in November, to the point that we'll sort of, again, sort of like settle out at a lower level of emotional tension. There's all kinds of language uh, showing up about uh, space aliens, about technology, um, UFOs, UAPs, uh, government secrets, secret government technologies, all of these sorts of things really ramp up from July and um, dominate August. They're still in play and active through September, October. They may be participating in the uh, financial stuff. Uh, it's it's just not easily discernible from the type of data I've got, um, but it'll be present within the uh, larger financial problems that we'll be dealing with at that point. And so we will still have some level of discussion about uh, spaceships and, you know, UFOs and technology and all this kind of stuff. So bear in mind, of course, that if you've got a... Um, uh, an exotic technology, and I think it runs on magnets, um, on magnetism at a level that uh, our current uh, physicist won't give credence to. Uh, but anyway, so if you've got that kind of technology, you're just, you actually have the same kind of technology that allows you to do what we would think of as free energy. It's actually fuelless energy because it's not free. You have your capital investment of um, building the device and thereafter it's just fuelless uh, to produce the uh, energy. And so in that sense, you don't have the ongoing uh, maintenance costs like, you know, buying coal, that sort of thing, right? And um, so that's going to be an aspect, maybe even a, a slightly dominating aspect of the, or at least influencing the dominating aspects of our financial problems that will be uh, really in our face uh, September, October, and November. I actually suspect we'll have um, uh, stock market activity. Maybe the stock market goes to the uh, maximum ever sometime in October before we get some kind of a crash. The A crash of the stock market is not meaningful, okay? That just simply means that the banking system is withdrawing its uh, purchase uh, of those securities during uh, that period of time, it does not reflect an organic uh, true market relative to uh, the population as a whole. Most of the Americans, while they say, oh, most Americans, 60% of Americans own stock. Well, you know, it's because they got a 401k and BlackRock is managing their 401k and BlackRock owns stock. So that's how they own stock. So like I say, the activity of stock market is essentially meaningless at this point. It's just an outlet for the banks. When the banks are not buying 
securities, they're out buying stocks. And so it, it goes up, it goes down, but it's basically at the whim of the banks. And you're not really making any money because the amount of activity within the stock market is never going to compensate for the amount of activity of inflation uh, within the degradation of the currency. Uh, briefly, if you were, you know, had a, uh, a correct pick, you could maybe uh, get ahead of inflation in a, in a serious way with one or two good trades, but this is going to be an exception and not the rule in terms of how we proceed in the future here. And as our um, financial problems come into the fore, we're also going to have the uh, commensurate, linked, and associated uh, political issues rise as well. So this will be the period of time, um, August, September, October, and the early November, uh, that we're going to be running into the first visible signs of the breakdown of the deep state relative to uh, their ability to uh, suppress um, dissenting voices within it. So uh, it'll get beyond whistleblowers, and we'll start seeing um, generalized rebellion in government uh, throughout the Western republics. So we'll get to a point where people in like, um, oh, I don't know, uh, ATF or um, some of these other agencies that are not departments, okay, there's a, there's a difference be legally between a uh, you know, a Department of Energy and the Alcohol and Tobacco and Firearms Agency, right? In terms of the kind of structure in government, the legal authority and so on. But in any event, so I think we're going to get to the point where our, where we're going to have division and open warfare around policies uh, within government. And this will be as people rebel against woke and stupid and and uh, waste of money and so on. This is this will all be money driven because we're going to start seeing government seriously squeezed everywhere at all levels. Everything from your your local government all the way through the national and through especially through international government. So they will have money for a while. Uh, the NGOs and the UN and stuff. And then in the background, what will happen is that conditions will change and their funding sources will start to dry up, um, sort of like unnoticed by them, and then there's going to be a, a financial crisis. Now, I think from the data sets that the major financial crisis for the United Nations um, <clears throat> and some of these other agencies will hit us next January. So, so it's about six, seven months away. Um, we've got to go through a bunch of our internal uh, crises for our own taxpayers, crises for our own workers, and so on. But uh, fundamentally, it comes down to this. Um, even if there was a will to do so, the fact that the um, uh, Kazarian Mafia and the deep state has killed so many people with their shots, and so many more are going to be dying of cancer and these other diseases, all of which are going to just suck vast quantities of money out of the system, uh, as it was designed to do, but um, at a level that people had not anticipated, then we're going to get to the point where we have too little of a working population, a failing currency, and no... Um, uh, social will 
to keep supplying money and effort to um, international organizations. So we're going to lose an association with the United Nations, the WHO, and all of that. And it's not just going to be the United States. It's going to be a, a lot of the Western republics that'll just say, we don't have the tax base anymore. Too many people have died. There's a revolt in our population now against our own ruling classes uh, because of what the ruling classes have done to the population and the fact that the population is uh, awakening and is uh, rebelling against being killed off by their government. Bear in mind, the single largest cause of death for humans is government. It's, it's never been anything other than government as the largest killer of people on this planet uh, historically. So, um, you know, this is not new shit, people. But in any event, though, so we're going to get to the point where uh, I think, like I say, January, February of next year, uh, we'll get into a point where uh, we're getting collapse in international organizations and especially in the international uh, NGOs, right? So all of a sudden, we're going to get a, uh, a drying up of all funds coming out of the Central Bank of the U.S., uh, the Federal Reserve, which is has no reserves and is not a bank and is not part of the federal government. So they're lying to you about all aspects of it. And then this fall, uh, it's going to break. Like it's going to break in a serious way and their ability to provide anything meaningful uh, to support these organizations is going to fail. It'll fail in a rather sudden um, manner, I think, simply because of the huge spike of um, uh, emotional values in uh, release language uh, at a particular point as we get into the last weeks in October and first part of November. And so what I think actually occurs at that stage is that, that for whatever reason, someone has to bite the bullet and tell all these NGOs from the United States perspective and, uh, and the UN, uh, you know, you're not going to get this money. Okay, all this money that's owing to you or you think you're supposed to get or whatever, it's not coming. And uh, so you better make other arrangements. Whether this is done on a back channel or in their face through the through the media, you know, I maybe the uh, the lying mainstream press will come on out and say, oh, oh, you know, federal budget has collapsed or some damn thing, and we can't give money to Ukraine, UN, you know, all these damn NGOs, etc. Right? And so we'll start at that point. We'll have crossed through this year, 2023, and into 2024, we will have crossed this threshold where we will start. Um, a new world because we will be starving the elite from that point on. So um, we're going to see all kinds of stuff go down. And so by January, February of next year, I expect that the uh, situation within the uh, global Jewish community will have heated up to the point where we have open warfare uh, within synagogues all around the planet, including in Israel, and where we have basically civil war within the Jewish community as part of the Jewish community that is awake starts reacting to uh, what the Kazarian Mafia has done to them and is doing to them at that stage. Uh, as we get into 2024, the Kazarian Mafia is going to try and figure out a way to make themselves safe by sacrificing as many millions of Jews as it takes uh, to get the job done. And um, how that will be, I don't know, but there's going to be a, a large portion of the Jewish community that's going to say, yo, dude, you know, we're not going for this shit, um, you know, and it's going to start breaking down. Now, bear in mind, <laughs> this is this is where we have 
so through this fall and through winter, uh, winter into 20, um, uh, 24 here, uh, we will have a uh, ongoing, continuing, uh, self-supporting, so it's not being pimped by the mainstream or anything, it's just self-supporting because of the interest in it, um, uh, stuff about the UFOs that's going to, to bring up, of course, aliens, but it's also going to affect all the religions because all the religions on the planet are, are based around space aliens and they're all based on what happened in the, uh, in the descending half of our yugas here in the last most recent period. So like the last 12,000 years. And we'll start coming to terms with uh, space aliens out in the open. Space aliens as a source for the inspiration for um, the Bible, all the Vedas, uh, you know, any religion you care to name, uh, you know, the Canaanites, the Moabites, the, all of them, <laughs> Greek, all of them. They're all based on space aliens coming on in. Mesoamerica, the Incas, and this is going to be um, brought out and reconciled over the course of many years. Like, you know, it'll take us a couple of decades to get through this uh, in a serious way uh, because it's so key to us, because it's all so um, uh, bringing over remnants from the Kali Yuga and from the previous uh, bronze, and, bronze and Silver Ages. And we'll also, I'm suspecting from some of the data that we're getting that there's going to be uh, new archeological finds that will support a lot of this, that will support the idea that Earth was invaded. Uh, we'll find some kind of a, a new version of a document uh, that will be the functional equivalent of the Torah in terms of a lengthy discussion of what it was like to live under these uh, aliens, uh, how to live under them, how to guard yourself against them, this sort of thing, right? That was the purpose of the Torah, by the way, was a, a manual on how to live with the space aliens known as the L. And um, I'm going to get a lot of rumors about uh, the return of the space aliens. It's going to be hyped by mainstream through August and September. I don't think that that's a, uh, a particular worry we have uh, for a lot of reasons, but um, it's going to be extremely interesting seeing what uh, mainstream is willing to reveal, seeing what the government has decided, okay, we can actually let this out. I know it's, I know it's damaging information to us and blah, 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 but we can contain it, blah, 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 and so we'll let out this piece of it all, right? And so... Um, uh, to me, that's going to tell me a lot about where, what the thinking of the power elite is relative to how they view the populace in its awakening state as to what they're willing to reveal. So we should have a, a very interesting long summer into fall. It's going to be cold. Uh, we're going to have a hell of a winter, very early storms, um, uh, very brutal, uh, lots of damage. Uh, North America is going to get the shit kicked out of it. Well, uh, Siberia and Russia, too. There's just going to be a generalized uh, northern hemisphere move into a much colder period uh, during this period of time. And um, so it'll be up until we'll be in this period of time emotionally building and 
and release tension values rising, peaking, uh, falling only to rebuild again to a new higher level in, in, in a sustaining uh, long-term plateau effect, and that this will continue all the way through until June next year. And uh, that's really about as far as I can tease any um, uh, meaningful information out of the data sets. You know, I'm really stretching it to go that far, but we don't see, you know, I was just looking for uh, something that might be a um, uh, precipitating break, a break of emotions that would, would indicate that, oh, here's a, a major um, change in things for us, right? We're going to have a lot of those, no question about that, uh, but uh, we're not going to have anything I can say is, oh, okay, then this is the temporal marker that marks the beginning of the end, so to speak, right? We're still in it. We're still going to be in it for a long time, I suspect, uh, you know, like decades on some subjects. But anyway, this um, uh, winter and fall uh, will not be dull. And as far as preparations, it's like, you know, all the other stuff everybody says to uh, all the time, you know, make sure you got food stored, uh, you know, got cash, uh, fuel, all of this kind of stuff, because we're going to get into some severe shortages as the uh, social cohesion is tested uh, over summer and fall. Now, there's a lot of activity that's going to go on in July. That appears to be more political than financial directly, although it sets us up, the stuff that's going down in the last two weeks of July are going to set us up for what's going to occur in the last two weeks of September and then into October relative to the finances. How they're linked, I can't say at this stage, it's just the data is presenting the idea that these um, two sets of emotional reactions are indeed linked. So, um, Somewhat interesting, and, and I like these um, indications within the data. They've proved uh, factual in the past, where, where the data is basically saying, uh, you know, shit's going down in July, we'll see some echo of that shit building into something else in September. And when this kind of stuff has happened in the past, where we've had these gaps uh, around a, a, a set of subjects, a, a group of uh, um, prescient keywords, then uh, usually that does prove to be very uh, prescient and very uh, meaningful for us uh, in hindsight. And that's, uh, that's basically where we're at for, for a sketch of the release language this year. I've got uh, near-term peaks for July, various different points in there. I've got some near-term or some medium-term peaks on emotional stuff for September. And then October, it's just going to be wild, just absolutely wild. It'll be a, the whole thing will be dominated by uh, that wildness expressing out of money, though. So it's going to be really affecting of people. Again, if there's going to be a stock market crash, who cares, right? Nobody I know actively trades stocks. They're all off on getting, uh, you know, real value for their money. So they're buying gold, silver, that kind of thing, or property. Mostly, people at this stage are into uh, wealth preservation, not um, profit generation. Uh, big difference, right? Big difference in approach to things.
but you have to do it now now that the uh, the wheels are falling off <laughs> right so uh, so the wagon don't go anymore um, financially uh, after this winter or up through this winter uh, we start finding the wheels fall off and all kinds of different problems and people having to react to those problems as we uh, basically as the power elites destroy what's left of their system now bear in mind we've lived under this system for about well if you look at it back into the Babylonian Empire so uh, they invented Jews in um, uh, 1080 uh, AD but they tied it back to 41 uh, or yeah 4197 or something uh, BCE so about 6,000 years right so we basically had the the Babylonian money system um, in existence for about 6,000 years now note that the Torah the Old Testament of the Bible is all about um, the L and the space aliens and all of that right but we get into the uh, New Testament and we have um, uh, the stories of uh, Jesus going on in there and upending the money changers in the temple right so the Babylonian money system was established in Yemen all throughout the Canaan area so Yemen was part of the nominally part of the Canaanite uh, Empire uh, before the um, uh, arise of the uh, uh, Judean state that we think of as the Jews right they were not Jews these people in the Middle East were not Jews Jews were invented by the Khazarians in the um, uh, uh, sh shortly around um, uh, 1000 AD and uh, did not exist and there's no reference to Jews in the Bible there's one one word that shows up in the modern translations and they say it is a contraction for Judean and it is not and it was inserted it's a modern modern artifact it doesn't exist in the Torah it doesn't exist in very early uh, versions of the Bible now bear in mind Constantine uh, codified and solidified uh, the Bible in 325 uh, common era AD 325 AD there was this big conference and Constantine told he had all these Christians show up and uh, of all these sects they had 1200 Christian sects represented there more than that but but 1200 is the number that's given and uh, he consolidated them all into a single um, Christian dogma that's why we call it dogma because it was imposed on us by Constantine the Emperor and then he created the Catholic Church and so that he could control them because they were out of control but there were 1200 versions of the New Testament at that stage that had to be reconciled there were 1200 versions many of which did not in of the Bible many of which did not include the Torah or the Old Testament and there was a bitter fight at Constantine's uh, Christian reconciliation uh, conference about whether or not to include the Old Testament whether or not to to put that into the the uh, Bible at all they had to because without it the Bible is just like thin right and so they did it to bulk it up and give it a sense of um, uh, historical um, bona fides uh, but many many of the Christian sects 
uh, vehemently objected to it, and there was a guy who was killed in this argument uh, over this, and then Constantine settled it by saying, we're putting it in, and then he killed a bunch, of, had a bunch of the uh, leaders of Christian sects that were there at the meeting assassinated. And so that, that starts off a whole bunch of other things about uh, not trusting the elites and, you know, getting um, uh, for sure uh, getting your safety done, you know, set up before you go into meetings like this and, and making sure that there's an understanding as to what's going to happen and so on. Because the people that went to this meeting were not under the impression at all that they were going to be hostages and or killed by this process, which indeed they were. So um, it's really interesting that way. But as we go forward here, uh, we're going to see these religions come under attack by the knowledge that they're all based on space aliens and we now have to, um, as we're into the Bronze Age, we're not into the dense thinking part of humanity in the uh, Kali Yuga Age, we're going to have to reconcile the fact that all these religions are based on space aliens. You know, and all you people are worshipping space aliens. Hang on. So, um, anyway, <laughs> so, so that's where we're at. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a year from this point on. And a lot of work for all of us. Uh, speaking of which, i got to go and do mine now. Okay, guys. Talk to you later.